0: You're listening to Full Steam Ahead, a podcast about Purdue, with Adam Bartels.
1: All right, welcome to Full Steam Ahead, a podcast about Purdue. On this episode, I'm excited to welcome in Fox 59 and CBS 4 meteorologist and Purdue grad, Krista McEnany. Krista, welcome to the podcast. How are you? Thank
0: you for having me. I'm doing well. Thank you.
1: Excited to finally have you on the show, and we're doing it here on the Fox 59 Red Couch. Um, for those of you who are new to the podcast or unaware, uh, Full Steam Ahead is produced out of the Fox 9, CBS4 studio here in Indianapolis. So, cool to finally get to be on the red couch.
0: Yeah, <laughs> always love it on the red couch. So much, uh, so much excitement that we always do here.
1: Well, thank you for, for joining the podcast. I'm glad to have you on. It's been fun getting to know you over the last couple of years since you joined the, joined the team here. Uh, let's kind of talk about letting people get to know you here. Um, where are you from originally and then how did you wind up at Purdue University?
0: oh so i am actually originally from west lafayette so that would seem like a normal (laughs) choice to go to purdue Um, but you know i certainly had kind of a crazy path uh actually getting back there i've had a lot of changes in what i've decided on where i wanted to go but i grew up in west lafayette and purdue was pretty much like my playground uh the main thing i remember growing up was the fountains I remember playing at the big tall fountain by the engineering schools and then um, the one at the liberal arts buildings, that fountain there. And that would be our summer fun. (laughs) What are we going to do today? We would get all of our balls and take them to the fountain, throw them (laughs) in. And it was it was my playground. And um, it was just such a fun place to be before I even knew how fantastic they were (laughs) academically. And I did mention that, you know, I kind of went on this roundabout path, but, you know, I'm actually from a family where everybody went to Purdue, (laughs) being a little bit of a, I don't know that rebel would really be the right word. I was like, no, 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 everybody's doing that. I don't know that I want to. So, but as I grew up and matured, I realized just what a fantastic school it was. And I had a lot of other opportunities, but I was like, why would I? go away from the school that not only do I have so many personal memories that are so great but they offer a really good educational opportunity so it was it was meant to be it just took (laughs) me a minute to realize that of course that was the right decision.
1: For sure I remember my freshman year when I got there for Boiler Gold Rush which I believe is going on this week actually uh, being told you got to do the fountain runs you got to do the fountain runs so yeah going to the liberal arts building and the engineering fountain and and doing those always great memories. Uh, So when you got to Purdue or uh, the studies you focused on Purdue, what did you choose and, and why?
0: So I have two degrees from Purdue. Um, the one that makes the most sense uh, <laughs> and for obvious reasons I chose was our, my meteorology degree. I had so much fun going through that program. I also have an acting degree. Um, I got it, it was really just for fun. While I was getting my other degree, I had the time to take some extra classes and I, I had a lot of fun in that one as well, but my focus was meteorology and it brought me here and I had a, a lot of great classes, a lot of great professors, and I'm really fond of my time there and, and highly recommend that program.
1: That's cool. I thought about minoring in theater at one point too, I, I took a theater class and it was, it was really fun. It wasn't for me, but it was really fun and I enjoyed role playing and doing things like that. Yeah, just kind of,
0: it kind of got you out of your comfort zone, (laughs) which was helpful in a a business like this, kind of gets you to improvise and, you know, think on your feet a little more. And um, so even though I didn't pursue actually being an actor, Mm -hmm. I do think that helped me with some skills that I can apply today.
1: Awesome, so you took meteorology. Talk about maybe any clubs you might have been organized or involved in up there.
0: Yeah, so um, they were mainly weather related (laughs) as well, so meteorology related. I was um, in a couple of clubs. One was Puma, uh, the Purdue University Meteorological Association, and that was a, a club where you pretty much just got to know other students in your field and it provided opportunities to just do some social things with them but then we also did some fun field trips we went to fermilab in northern illinois and that was a really cool trip and watched a presentation there and we also learned about all the different opportunities that meteorology had to offer so not just broadcasting but we had other people from different careers come in and talk to us so it was a really valuable experience and i i enjoyed it so much that i ended up um serving one of my last semesters there as the vice president of that club and then the club i think i enjoyed the most actually no i enjoyed the most (laughs) was um it was a forecasting club and it was only made a few years before I graduated, but it was a lot of fun because it provided me with actual experience forecasting that I gave to somebody to use. So we provided forecasts for our um, local radio station. We gave some information to Indot during the winter months and then we also took data during some of the football games like wind data mm-hmm. to see if they could light off their fireworks. and um, of course it was overseen by a professor <laughs> professor baldwin who was a fantastic and is i'm sure um professor to have and really just provided a lot of actual hands-on experience so they were related to what yeah. i do now and I, I just i i'm so thankful that i had the opportunity to do those things while i was there and kind of get a feel yeah. and know if this was the right choice right did
1: you get to do any storm chasing
0: i did so i actually took a <laughs> storm chasing class so. yeah it was a lot of fun as well um we went out we went out to texas oklahoma uh, went up through parts of colorado and we spent a couple weeks out there it was i want to say about eight of us um and it was just also a neat experience we got to analyze how things were looking each day we got to pick as a group where we were going to go and then the professor who oversaw you know gave his approval (laughs) but um but it was led by the students in the class and we presented every morning Um, we would be divided up and a couple of us would present why we thought we should go where. Um, And so again, another good opportunity to kind of get a real feel for... What this field entails.
1: Yeah. Did you get to see any tornadoes when you were doing that? You no,
0: know, we didn't. <laughs> no, we came so close, but we didn't. We saw some really nice wall clouds and okay. got some great pictures of those, but we didn't get any any tornadoes that actually um, formed during the time we were out yeah. there. But it was still a great experience, and and everything was right. We just didn't just didn't <laughs> quite come together. <laughs>
1: I always like to ask, you know, the movie Twister is a cult classic and, you know, oh. you know is it anything like the movie or is that all this, you know, there,
0: <laughs> I do to say, while I do, there's a lot wrong with that movie, but I do love that movie. And there are some aspects of it that, you know, of course, I did grow up watching that and it did influence yeah. me and my, you know, desire of like, oh, this is amazing, yeah. you know, so it's just one of the aspects Um that influenced me when I was a child was that kind of storm chasing mm-hmm. and and there are certainly parts of it that are are right right there <laughs> and then there are things like that wouldn't really happen <laughs> but as far as their actual tracking and um the way they went about mm-hmm. chasing these storms a lot of that was you know right on it
1: right on And talk about where your passion for meteorology started. You experienced a tornado when you were young, am I right?
0: Yeah, well, so it was right around the corner from where I lived. I was in second grade and. And anybody who's listening to this might, and from the area might remember Pine View um, Meadows, I believe was the housing addition. And I was just right around the corner from it. And while it was a very tragic situation with that, and I didn't physically see it, it happened while we were all sleeping. um, And sadly, some people did die, but just knowing just the power Mm -hmm. that nature has. I became very obsessed after that, and you know, seeing my mom took us out the next morning, and we saw all the damage, and just knowing how quickly those things can develop and things can change just made me want to learn more. (laughs) So that was uh, one of the major moments in my life that kind of drew drew me towards this. So. I was one of those weird kids that rather than, <laughs> than cartoons, I'd wait and I'd watch um, the weather channel all day long, the local on the eights until our local news came on. I'd watch I'd watch Fox fifty-nine actually. I'd grow up, we had it up there in Lafayette, and I'd watch The Simpsons and then Brian <laughs> would come on right after The Simpsons was over. And so I'd watch and he'd you know talk about what's happening locally and he's very descriptive. So that was really cool to to get to grow up watching him explaining everything of what's happening here and why and now I get to be here alongside him no, today. You're it. working with him. We'll get to yeah. that in a little
1: bit here. So you've obviously you followed your passion through. Talk about where your career has taken you since you graduated from Purdue? Then.
0: Yeah, so after Purdue, um, I was fortunate enough to not have to go too far away from home. So if you can't tell, you know, I, I grew up in Indiana. <laughs> uh, I went to Purdue. I did. I lived in Illinois for a very brief time, and then I came right back to Indiana. And then after I graduated, um, I got a job in southern Indiana in Evansville. Um, the station was is WFIE 14, so 14 news down there. <laughs> and I spent uh, a few years down there having uh, a great experience. I learned so much down there. I worked um, under the guidance of Chief Meteorologist Jeff Lyons down there and our morning meteorologist Byron Douglas. Um, both were just really great mentors, took me under their wing and just um, helped me grow. And, and I there were a lot of people that I worked with there that just were so helpful and just kind of getting into the business. And then luckily, Um, After spending some time down there, this opportunity to come here opened up, so I was so excited.
1: Which is a perfect opportunity. Your your husband has a job up here, and you met him at Purdue as well, right? Yeah, (laughs) so
0: my husband and I have been together. We first started dating about 16 years ago, so it's been a while. And um, we've been married for four years, and even the time that I was in Evansville, he was here because yeah. this is where he works. And um, and we also knew that the ultimate goal was, you know, Indy. Indy was, so rather than move him, um, we, you know, I would just commute on my weekends back and forth. And so I spent um, my time down there and was so excited that, you know, everything just kind of fell together. Yeah. And so I actually um, get to live in the same <laughs> house <laughs> as I, I guess that's always the goal, right? right? To live with your spouse. Right. <laughs> and um and now we're, we're at the point that um we have a little girl together and yeah we um been kind of through a big journey like you said he went yeah. to purdue we met at the movie theater <laughs> that's right we met at the movie theater so anybody purdue fans if you, the wabash landing nine yep. that is where we both worked mm-hmm. that is where we met and um that was one of my first jobs was at that movie theater right down the hill
1: it's awesome it's a common theme i guess with i have with some of my my recent guess on here is they, you know, produce a great uh, place, including myself, to find a spouse. So. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. And you don't
0: actually have to be in class with them. We didn't have class together. We were just there at the same times.
1: So. <laughs> it worked out well. Yeah. And you said I uh, think you have a couple a couple dogs, and then of course your beautiful uh, daughter Mirabelle. I do. Yeah. <laughs> so
0: we have a uh, our, our little growing family. So I have um, the two dogs. My our first dog is my little dog Xander. He's a little Jack Russell Rat Terrier mix, and he's. He's uh, an older fella now. He's uh, he's losing some of his sight and his hearing, but for a dog that is um, almost sixteen years old, he's in pretty good health. And I'm he's been my little best friend for so long. Uh, and mm-hmm. then I have we got his brother. Uh, it's a little um, he's a little Italian greyhound. And he's 10 now, and he's quite the little rascal. So <laughs> he keeps him young, so uh-huh. <laughs> he keeps Xander young. And then we just expanded our family about a year and a half ago. <laughs> and we have our daughter Mirabelle, mm-hmm. and she's so much fun. and gets along with the dogs. Well, the older one is just kind of like, you know, whatever, you're fine, but I'm going to look the other way. But the legacist just just uh, she feeds him. And so they get along.
1: That's awesome. <laughs> and you mentioned coming back up here a couple of years ago, now working with Brian, who you said he grew up watching. Yeah. Talk about getting to do that and come full circle on that.
0: It, it's a really amazing experience. I remember during my interview, it was just um you know like wow is this really happening is this a possibility uh and he's kind of like this I don't want to say no I'm to say he's it's like this mad scientist like that's the impression that I got you know he has his formulas and he you know goes through you know the cycle of what is going on with our weather currently um and just kind of rattling it all off and it was just amazing just to see you know what's in his mind coming out and i was like i want to work next to this like i really hope that's what i get to do and um just the fact that you know i grew up watching him and then i was in the same room during my interview and then thinking like you know is this a is this a possibility and it was and it is and now here i am and he's just been again such a great mentor i've learned so much from brian so much great guidance and uh it's just a really really fantastic teammate a fantastic chief and uh i couldn't be happier i i'm right where I want to be working with a team that I just love to work with. And
1: we're, we're blessed to have him here at Fox 59. Yeah. 25. Th- I think he just celebrated 25 years. He did just celebrate ago, so. 25 yeah. years
0: here. No, congratulations yeah. to him. Yeah. It's just, uh, he's we're, we're very fortunate to have him as the station. And I'm thankful every day that I have the opportunity yeah. that I get to work with him.
1: Yeah, and of course, Chris Wright as well, who you yes. actually are filling in for today as we're uh, recording yeah. this uh, interview. I mean, Chris, another amazing asset um, to to have and learn from
0: absolutely and he has also been here in uh indianapolis for so long and just the team of them together they they really just offer again so much guidance and so much encouragement and um you know kind of just help uh, make you the best that you you can be without you know anything that could um slow you down yeah yeah
1: A couple more questions before we wrap up. Kind of talk about like a typical day here as you you come in and just let's say, for example, you're working a night side shift. Talk about your day as you kind of get ready for our newscast.
0: Yeah, so, and every shift is just a little bit different depending on what time I come in. But so for a shift like today, um, where I don't have as much time before a show, um, it's right into, but luckily (laughs) I'm usually waiting for new data to come in uh, right around the time that I arrive at work. For these evening shifts and so as soon as I get in I'm getting the latest data that is just coming down so I look at what happened in the morning how did the forecast pan out with those low temperatures and um, any weather conditions that we may have had like fog or did we get the rain around did the clouds break so looking to see what has happened that morning Um, and then I look to see okay, you know, what's the new data coming in? How's everything lining up compared to, you know, what I thought it was going to be the day before, what I forecasted it was going to be the day before, and seeing what kind of changes. And I have my notes. I keep all of the (laughs) model data from every day before and seeing, you know, are they changing? Which ones are, are being more consistent? Which ones are making more of a jump? And why are they doing that? So just analyzing the new data. And then it's a matter of, informing everybody here what's going on so we know how to tease the weather and the for in the all the newscasts and then um, and then building your graphics and we have other things to do it's not just you know I put a forecast together <laughs> and I started talking about it you know you have to build your graphics too and yeah. make sure that those are appropriate for the story you're telling but then we have other things we do we provide forecasts to radio stations we provide forecasts to to uh, newspaper we Um, you know, have to update our website, we write blogs, we have to get social media out. So there's a lot more than just, you know, oh, I put a forecast together, which takes plenty of time on its own. Um, But then there's so many platforms nowadays that we um, have to, to work with all those too.
1: And multiply that by what a thousand when we have severe weather, right? Oh, right, right. <laughs> Luckily, when we have
0: severe weather, we usually have another person here too that kind of helps bring that all in because there's so much more to do. Yeah,
1: yeah. it turns into some crazy days here at the station. For yeah,
0: sure. absolutely.
1: Oh man, and talk about um just like the you know, like we got the Indy 500 coming up this weekend. I've always heard that's a meteorologist's least favorite day to oh. predict the weather because of the, the pressure of not predicting uh, rain for those days, right?
0: <laughs> I know. Or if you say, you know, we might have rain, you don't want to send people into a panic because <laughs> you don't want them to cancel their plans. And even last year we had storms the night before and right <laughs> up uh, to our crews going out there in the morning and we had plenty of lightning nearby, but the track only had a few drops of rain. But you know, you need to still keep everybody informed that, you We could have storms there, but we don't necessarily want them to cancel their plans if they're (laughs) limited. So it's like, you know, making sure everybody stays very in tune with us so that we can keep giving them the latest data and let them know what's going on. But uh, a forecast like the Indy 500 is one that (laughs) we take them all all of them absolutely you know very very serious and give the best forecast for every single day but we just know how much pressure is on (laughs) everybody for the the indy 500 that it can be a little more nerve-wracking so we can make sure they're prepared
1: awesome well hopefully it'll all turn out well this year so we don't get those with emails and phone calls. I know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Hoping yeah. that rain holds off or at least stays away from the track. <laughs> we could have a little rain Sunday, so it's another one. Where it's not not saying that's going to be at the track, but there will yeah. be some in the area. Right, right.
1: Well, let's bring this full circle as we wrap up here. Going back to Purdue, I always like to ask my guests, too. Talk, you mentioned the clubs and organizations you were in. But some other favorite memories while you are up at Purdue, whether it's games or hanging out on campus, and where were those go-to spots for you?
0: You know, so I, I absolutely I loved Um, I loved watching all of our games. So the ones I would go to the most would be, of course, our football games. And I loved our basketball games and volleyball. Our volleyball teams were fantastic. Uh, So that was a a lot of fun to watch as well. Um, I really liked the co-wreck and and then they remodeled it. I got to see that change from when my sisters were in school. All my sisters went there too. And so every now and then I'd, I'd kind of follow along and go to the co-rec with them. So their gym was, was a lot of fun. But um, just other things, I, I loved the union. I loved eating, just having lunch in the union and finding some quiet time. The, um, the libraries, the name is escaping me now. The one that's like the, the bomb shelter. Oh, what yes. What is that library? <laughs> uh, is it Hicks?
1: I think that, so hex underground library yeah yeah um i I
0: spent a lot <laughs> of time sometimes I would just sleep in that <laughs> library because I was you know up all night studying for yeah. a test or working on a project, um so those you know i loved I loved that library and um and then it, it, i I would just go back to the fountains, yeah. I love those fountains,
1: yeah, and you had your family in your town uh, nearby, too, so you could always just yeah. go visit there too, yeah, it was nice, awesome. it was
0: nice, um. Because well, even my parents, you know, still lived in town. So sometimes I would go and see them for <laughs> dinner, or I would stay the night over there. Or my parents worked there at times too, so was, I would just go hang out at their yeah. office. It was, it, I love Purdue. That's awesome.
1: Yeah, so many great memories mm-hmm. and oh, a great place to be. Hopefully, anybody uh, listening or watching can check out some of those spots that uh, Chris was talking about and go see a movie at the Wabash Landing. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Krista, thank you so much for joining the Full Steam Ahead podcast. It's been a pleasure having you on.
0: Thanks for having me. Yeah. I've enjoyed being here. Awesome. Thanks.
1: A reminder, you can follow the Full Steam Ahead podcast on Twitter at Full Steam Pod, And you can always listen to, like, comment, subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and tune in. Thanks again for listening to the Full Steam Ahead podcast. Until next time, I'm Adam Bartels.